raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Good morning. It is Friday, October 20th. It's five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So I'm sure you were glued to the TV last night. President Biden gave an address from the White House from the Oval Office. He was providing an update on two different conflicts happening across the globe, including Israel's war with Hamas, also the uh, Russian conflict in Ukraine. He vowed that America would not be on the sidelines of either conflict. All right, so here's a serious question for you, Casey. Yeah. Given what is happening in the Congress, Mm -hmm. given the way uh, the speaker debacle, then you couple that with um, this the spending and the just ridiculous things that are done on a consistent basis in Washington. You look at the incoherent bumbling buffoon that occupies the White House. You look at the shape of the of the country now. If you could take the people who founded the country, right? Like these I'm not just talking about Washington and Jefferson and you know the major players. I'm talking about, you know, kind of the people who are at the core of fighting and then the aftermath of all the struggle to put the country together. And you said this is what we will end up being. Would they have done it? Mm, I think they would have done it. If you could hold up Joe Biden and tell George Washington, this is what will become of what you have created, it would give you pause, right? Yeah. I I don't think that they would have believed that that's who the president of the country would be at this point. Right. But that's what I'm telling you. You can tell them. You can show them. You can say... Hey, here is the crystal ball, Mr. Mr. Washington or Mr. Adams or Mr. Jefferson. Oh, uh, and here is what the country you have created will become. Was all the sacrifice that was you it made, worth it? was it worth it? Yeah, not with this guy in charge. Is America, when you look at the growth of government and the intervention of government and the weaponization of law enforcement against private people and all the things that are happening in this country, I fear America is just becoming another place. I think that they would have been pleased that the thought of democracy is trying to be delivered around the world. They would have liked that, that their democracy experiment has expanded globally. But it's really, I mean, when you look at it, there there are actually websites and organizations who track freedom of nation in terms of, you know, and every one of them's kind of got a little bit of a different scale, but in terms of your ability as a free person, everybody thinks United States, land of the free and the home of the brave. United States is much less free than many, many, many other countries. Like they're like middle of the pack. Yes, we elect the people who do the stuff, but the system is so rigged now in favor of the people who get in and they obviously i mean just look here again we just saw another example of the vote being taken away from the people where another in this case a woman cindy carrasco Mm -hmm. who had her ass handed to her last year in in a different election and now she's going to be a senator and now she gets to be a senator yeah and she walks in the back door Mm -hmm. and this happens time and time and time again in this state where the vote is taken away from the people and if you look at the united states as a collective we are we are not a very free nation anymore. We have a massive government nanny state. We have massive government intervention in almost every facet of our existence. We have complete buffoons running the show, corrupt, evil buffoons like 
Joe Biden and Menendez. And look, you know, I'm not like not picking on the Republicans. There's plenty on the Republican side, too. Uh, It is. It's a mess. The whole country's a mess. And I don't think we have the intestinal fortitude anymore to, to do what's necessary to fight back and stop it. What's the answer? Well, <laughs> that's that, a tough one, isn't it? What's the answer? Because I'm so sick of paying taxes on everything. Yeah. Every portion of my life where I live, what I eat, the gas I put in my car to get to work, to pay for where I live and what I eat. You know, and there are people, poll after poll shows that there are people who are in favor of splitting the country, and there are people who believe that the United States cannot be put back together. Um, and, you know, there's the famous Jefferson quote about the the the, uh, the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of uh, patriots and tyrants. I don't know anymore, Casey, because I'm not sure how you square Florida and California. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I, I don't know how the existence in that place versus the existence in the other place, that's not the same country of living anymore. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the radicalization, I mean, you have people in the streets in America chanting for the death and destruction of Israel and Jews. What what are you going to say to those people? How are you going to bring those people into the fold? And there is such a crisis of leadership. And so we had this, I had this conversation last night at the wedding I was at with the guy who was is pretty well known in, in the state house. And we were talking about the people running for governor and how none of them really stand for anything. Like with any of them other than Suzanne Crouch you have a a statement that I'm going to end the income tax okay how are you going to do that there is no I mean you have some people have been running for governor for almost two years and for any of them there's nothing big coming out of these people they all say there's problems status quo and heck in the case of silent Suzanne and and professional Aaron boy Brad Chambers you got people who are subservient to Holcomb Mm -hmm. For years, who who are saying there's major problems with the state, and yet not one of them is offering you concrete plans, big ideas on how they're going to fix anything, because none of them want big ideas, because big ideas involve rattling cages of people who make money off the status quo. And that's what Matt Gates has been doing, rattling right. cages. And, you know, you and I had that conversation, especially when Marjorie Taylor Greene came out and said that we need to have a national divorce. And I was, I was highly against that because I feel like I'm very patriotic and I love this country. And I even said, no, we're not the separated states of America. We're not the on a break states of America. But now more and more with the House of Representatives not having a speaker, for the past 16, 17 days. How has my life changed? It hasn't. Right. At all. So. We were, we were having that conversation last night about people have been led to believe that they need the government for some reason. And there are nuts and bolts of things that government does that regular people cannot do for themselves that there is merit to saying we need government for. And that would be things like roads and bridges and sidewalks and public infrastructure, um, water, sewer, potentially, depending on how your city is structured with other public utility being available or a private utility being available. Um, 
public safety, law enforcement, you know, fire department, EMS. Those are all things that you would say, okay, yes, I think we all should agree that our tax dollars going to that is a worthy cause. But that box is so small, and yet the actual box of the government is so big, and there's such nonsensical bullcrap that is going on with our governments. Mm -hmm. And if you think it's just Washington, it's not. Think about the conversations that we are having in our own supposedly super Republican state right now. We're talking about Westfield has to sell Grand Park because it's failing financially. We've got uh, the intellectual mega giants in Noblesville who are paying $36 million for the Simon family, who owns the Pacers, to have a minor league team play in that facility. Like seven people go to minor league basketball games, Casey. I know I announced minor league basketball for many years. I've been to the games. Um, There's no way it's going to make money. They don't care. Fishers is building a hockey arena for the Indy Fuel. Hey, great, glad we have minor league hockey. Not the job of the government to be building Mm -hmm. stadiums for pro teams, much less minor minor league teams. Mm -hmm. And last night, the the uh, uh, air quote public input session in Brownsburg. There was no return on investment available. There was no financial analysis available. None of it. You know why? Because it sucks. <laughs> it's a. It is a giant stab in the back to the taxpayers. But these politicians have recognized there's so few people care, and even the people who care, so people, so few people actually get involved that we can build monuments to ourselves that get us plaques on walls, and we believe the bright, shiny object will be the thing that catapults us to the next thing. We are in an absolute crisis of leadership in this country, and it starts at the very tippy top with the belligerent, dementia-ridden old fool Mm -hmm. in the White House, and it works its way all the way down to your town and city council members. Yeah, well, when it comes to a federal level, you want to make sure that uh, your government is taking care of national security, and Joe Biden has been, I mean, it started when he was so weak in Afghanistan and the withdrawal there, slowing Ukraine, pandering to Iran, just give them more money, be our friend, please, Uh, absent, completely absent from the border. And last night, while he was speaking, he was in the Oval Office addressing the nation and while he was speaking, confirmation came that U.S. forces were attacked in Iraq. He didn't mention it. He didn't say anything about the hostages. He didn't say anything about Americans who were killed by Hamas. So where was the leadership there? Uh, Let's just play this one clip. And before we get into it, this is coming from the man who routinely smears and denigrates Republicans. Mm -hmm. Dark Brandon calls Uh MAGA extremists, (laughs) right? But when it's convenient for him, that's when he wants us all to come together. I know we have our divisions at home. We have to get past them. We can't let petty, partisan, angry politics get in the way of our responsibilities as a great nation. Oh. The guy who is using the DOJ to go after his opponent. Sure. But we, we, us Americans, we can't let our petty, partisan, angry politics get in the way. Um... It sucks. <laughs> it's like, great hot take there, Rob. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't know like how else to to describe it. I don't know how else to say 
uh, no, 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 you're missing the boat, Casey. No, you're spot on. And uh, uh, what the hell are we doing next? It's your day. You're in charge. <laughs> you know what? Let's move on to something. You want to talk about sports? Sure. Let's talk sports. I love sports. Are we talking about Michigan when we come back? We are. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's just always a mess with Jim Harbaugh, isn't it? <laughs> that nose picker's getting himself into trouble. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Shake it up. Shake it up. 21 minutes after 10, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So let's talk about Jim Harbaugh. He denied any knowledge or involvement in plotting to steal opponents' play-calling signals. <laughs> okay, so Jim Harbaugh is the coach for Michigan. Mm-hmm. They're the number two team yeah. in the country. They made it to the, was it the Final Four last year that they made it to the NCAA uh, Final Four in football? Um, when we talk about sports on this show we do it from a societal standpoint there's plenty of other places you can hear sports talk so you're not going to get deep dive analysis guy and girl here on this but societal from a societal standpoint this is interesting because the ncaa is stupid casey Mm -hmm. and to me and you'll appreciate this because you are a little more seasoned in radio than i am so you will i think be able to confirm this One of the major problems with radio is that instead of getting ahead of the train that was coming down the tracks, which was technology. Automation. They decided to fight the technology and keep, because look, for 50, whatever, let's say from the 19, late 1930s till about the early 2000s, radio had a dominant stranglehold on the medium by which people consumed, whether it was talk or mm-hmm. music or whatever. Radio mm-hmm. was a dominant driver. And then the internet became prevalent and then everyone was home and people started downloading things. And then obviously places like YouTube, et cetera, became and it lost handle on it. Radio had an opportunity in the 90s and early 2000s when the new technology was coming to say, look, all of these things in terms of downloads, uh, satellite radio, uh, it's, uh, we have this HD thing at our disposal. Mm-hmm. All of these things are now in play how do we get ahead of it so we keep people in, in entrenched in still turning on their radio to consume what they wanted to consume? Radio fought amongst itself. It didn't get ahead of the curve. It kept you know t- most of its time bickering over who would get what and how much of the spoils somebody would get. And largely, unless it's something like a WIBC where you can't get anywhere else, local talk, radio has really suffered mm-hmm. because they didn't, and accept they didn't accept the path forward and say how do we drive the train instead of get get run over by it ncaa is the same way 15 20 years ago it became clear that rules governing student athletes were stupid like where they could and could not work jobs how they could or could not get paid you know when their their fellow students were getting paid and they fought tooth and nail with ridiculous restrictions and how phone calls you could make and who could have a cheeseburger. And <laughs> I mean, it's just all like uh, we all know the stories over the years. And so what happened finally is student athletes sued. Other people sued and courts looked at it and said, you know what? You're right. This is ridiculous that you can't you're, you know, you have people who are, you know, yes, you get a free education, 
but you're not being able to make money the same way your fellow students who are attending the college or et cetera. So now it's the wild, now it's the wild west. You're now, talking about NIL. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about NIL. I'm talking about transfer rules mm-hmm. I mean, all of this stuff. I mean, the, the transfer rules are like you must sit out a year. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. But now you've got guys who transfer X amount of times and the portal opens and they're leaving here. It's ruining NIL and the transfer stuff are ruining college athletics because you don't know, just like your pro sports team, from one year to the next, Mm -hmm. who's going to be on the team. This is another example of how the rules are stupid because Jim Harbaugh and Michigan are being accused. Okay, so you can watch a game, Casey, or you can watch film, and if you can pick anything up on the film... Well, hey, that's fair game. But you can't send representatives to the games he, to, to look and see what their play calling signals are. They're big they're, posters. They're in trouble or potentially in trouble mm-hmm. because the allegation is they sent Michigan football representatives mm-hmm. to public stadiums, Casey. It's mm-hmm. not like they were sneaking in at the practice facility. The I don't know if you know, but if you went to a Michigan football game, there's 100,000 plus people at every game. Yes. But if you're a rep for a football team and you go... You can get in serious, serious trouble. The NCAA is stupid. It is ridiculous. It is always behind the curve. And crap like this is why it is now, in many cases, unwatchable for people. And it is the Wild West that people are enjoying Mm -hmm. less than ever before because... They just like radio or the music industry, they choose to fight it versus get ahead of it and make rules that are common sense for everyone. I used to respect the NCAA until they decided that biological males were allowed to play on women's teams, and that's where <laughs> they lost me. But Harbaugh said that he has no awareness of anyone on his staff having done anything wrong or going to other games to try. And, I mean, you could see it. You, you could sit in your family room and yes. pick up on the on the calls just by watching exactly. it on TV. This this is what I'm saying is it is just you need a total overall the NCAA it's not going to happen um, and look think about it. so let's bring this full circle on how stupid this all is <laughs> so uh, Calvin Sampson was the head coach at IU after Mike Davis who was the head coach after Bob Knight so that's the lineage right. Mm-hmm. Calvin Sampson was a really good coach but the knock on Calvin Sampson is he kind of plays a little fast and loose with the rules. And he knew everybody was watching him super close when he came to IU and people objected to them hiring Calvin Sampson. Calvin Sampson did something, and I'm not going to do a deep dive on it because we got to get to a break, related to phone calls with players. And it was enough to get him axed out. And there were, I believe, penalties by the university, to the university, etc. The thing that he did that got him fired today would would is not a penalty today. It was so egregious that he was fired and IU was, I believe, hit with sanctions, et cetera, for his actions. Today is not a penalty at all. Right. So the NCAA was like, yeah, uh, we're so, we have so little core guiding principles that at one point this was a fireable offense and you're but out of a, here, buddy. But it's okay now. And now, bah, hell, that's fine. What's yeah. that amongst, I mean, it's all stupid and it's ruined college athletics. Okay, does Michigan State have a coach? They have an interim coach. They have they, an interim they coach. Have an, they have an interim coach and a the guy D'Antonio, D'Antonio, is that his name, who was the coach for years has come back as like an advisor mm-hmm. interim coach because their coach had a little right. issue with having inappropriate conversations with the human human resources person. No, well, the, the no. DEI. So, well, so they hired a woman to come in to talk to the players 
about sexual, sexual harassment, harassment right. and he is accused of sexually harassing the woman. The sexual harassment. But there's all sorts educator. of holes in this yeah. story that's come out now, yeah. too, Casey. So, yeah. uh, well, the, the point is, Michigan plays Michigan State on Saturday. It's uh, it's Big Brother versus Little Brother. Yeah. yeah, it is 10:28. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you, Kendall and Casey present voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. The phone number 317-684-8444 if you'd like to contribute. So we start off, it's Kendall and Casey at 1034. What are you laughing at? You ever, you ever look something up on the internet and it... it pulls up the like as you start typing it in things that you have typed up before Auto-fill. yeah, yeah. That, that you've typed up before for your search history mm-hmm. what did, what did you do <laughs> so the, oh my gosh so the rolling stones uh played they, their new album comes out today mm-hmm. and they did some uh concert last night in Manhattan yeah. like some select hey it's all these celebrities are going to be there and we're going to get up and play some old song it wasn't like a you know a two-hour concert they're playing like five or five or seven songs or whatever and so i was looking at these photos of mick jagger and he's still doing the mick jagger thing strutting around stage i'm thinking my gosh he looks really old how old is mick jagger he's 80 he's 80 yeah but i started typing in mick jagger in the engine search (laughs) and the last thing i'd looked up that began with mick was mickey the beeper king and it just made me laugh oh from the old commercial yes mickey the beeper king those of you who lived around indianapolis for years remember uh mickey the beeper king his famous line i'm mickey the beeper king Mm -hmm. i sell pagers for a buck 19 mickey was a a fairly well-fed fella and he would embrace his well-fedness by like he put himself in a phone booth one time or he's riding on a, a like a rocking horse Mm-hmm. Or, and uh, so that just made me chuckle because Mickey the Bieber King is a uh, just a staple of my childhood. And I just isn't that, that something you're over there looking up Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones. <laughs> and I'm over here looking up what Hakeem Jeffries said <laughs> about Jim Jordan. <laughs> Hakeem Jeffries called Jim Jordan a clear and present danger to our democracy. And keep in mind, this came just hours after Joe Biden, Hakeem Jeffries' president, called for an end to petty, partisan, angry politics. Isn't it interesting? (laughs) I know we're supposed to be doing voicemails right now, but whatever. Um, I'm sure there's fabulous things we'll get to in a second. Isn't it interesting? My wife and I were talking about this the other day. Isn't it interesting... Uh, my wife and I had some great conversations last night. I, of course, was totally down the line because, as I've said, it, it, there's too many people that want to get me. I'm not going down with the DUI. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just, uh, you're going to have to earn it if you're going to take me out. I'm not, I'm not getting a, a cheapie. However, for my wife who wasn't driving, there yeah. was uh, free wine at the event last she night. She had so a good time. We had some great conversations oh, last good. night. <laughs> she may remember about three of them. Yeah. Get home. I'm going to bed. Oh, I guess I'm watching the kid. Yeah. Exactly. I'm glad you had fun. These are my friends. Yeah. Uh, we so we but we were talking about um in one of our coherent conversations we were we were talking about um the things that you remember and it is so weird as you get older the things that you have like specific memories of like there's no reason Mm -hmm. you should remember this and i think we've talked about this before these specific things like is there something from your younger years or your childhood or whatever that you remember and you just remember it fondly there's no reason you should be remembering it it 
fondly. It's just you remember it fondly. It's so it's so wild. Something's just popping your mind out of nowhere. I find that I mark things with music. Really? Oh, yeah. You hear a song and it takes you back to a different time, yeah. or a different location. I, it's, I, so I was just texting with my buddy, Brandon Lease, who he, uh, former, he used to play professional baseball. He now runs. Uh, how about this for a career move, Casey? And this is, this is the American entrepreneurial spirit at work here. So Brandon was a professional baseball player, played in the minor leagues, played overseas, made a pretty good amount of money playing baseball, took all his money and put it in a tree service. Mm-hmm. And he's turned it into like this gargantuan trees are us is the name of it. And he's turned this like behemoth of a tree service. They do trees all over the place. Don't you wish you would have hopped on that bandwagon? Well, so here's the interesting thing. (laughs) When he first started, I was in college and I used to work part-time. I worked construction and then some days I worked construction. I worked with him part-time. It was like a two-man deal. And we were chuckling because uh, to this day, I still fondly remember Mm -hmm us accidentally dumping a tree in a swimming pool and me telling him, <laughs> idiot Rob, looking at this going, man, I think that's going in the in the pool if we pull this down. No, man, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no rhyme or reason that I should remember that, and yet I do. Same thing with Mickey the Beeper King. There's no reason. I was like, you know, whatever. But did you inspire him to get into the tree business like with that got, pool event? He got better yeah. at it. And I will. Ne- and it's just the weird thing you remember because it's like there's no rhyme or reason for it. It falls down and I'm looking because I'm on the ground. He's up there yanking the thing and it goes in the in the pool. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, the world has just ended. And he very calmly just looks at me and goes, that's why I got insurance. Yeah. (laughs) Like Mickey the Beeper King. Why would I remember Mickey, like have fond memories of Mickey the Beeper King? There's there's no rhyme or reason for any of it, Casey. The human mind is absolutely incredible. Obviously, you had been planted in front of the TV or the radio with your box of Oreo cookies (laughs) and spent some time hearing that commercial. I need someone. We need to have someone on this show who <laughs> understands the human mind, who can mm-hmm. explain why certain things mm-hmm. of seemingly no relevance get entrenched in your mind and stay with you and you have fond memories of those. Yeah. And you're pushing out relevant information that you probably yes. need in your life because you know Mickey the Beeper. I probably could have <laughs> solved this crisis between Israel and Hamas mm, if I sure. had not had these these just entrenched thoughts of Mickey the Beeper King. Uh, w- w- voicemails, I'm do sorry. We wanna, do we want to get to some voicemails? We need to because we got to find out how Fat Hammer is next segment. Oh, that's right. It is Friday. He's going to get uh, weighed here in just a little bit. Okay, somebody called and was talking about uh, how happy they are that you're become a family man yeah but they also have a question for you rob i just want to commend you on uh, your little family there you, you got you, you're going to make a great dad and, and i think a great husband also too and uh you, but the only thing is though is when you when you get married you get you got a family and stuff is that you ain't got much time for yourself so i just hope you uh you have a man cave somewhere. Maybe, maybe your studio is your man cave. I don't know, but you seem like you enjoy yourself at work. So you know, I don't know what you do after work, but I'm just wondering if you have any kind of hobbies. You know, that you you do at home uh, where you can get get all by yourself. You know, and and yeah. have some time for yourself. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's cute. <laughs> so, Kev, you're the music guy this here. This is your hobby. Um, was it Stained that did the original version of Hurt that Johnny Cash did the re- remake of? Is that right? Wasn't is that? It, no, that was Nine Inch Nails. Was that Nine Inch Nails? Yeah. Okay, thank you. So, 
<laughs> there's a line in that song where I'll just say Johnny Cash, but it was originally Nine Inch Nails. Everything I know goes mm-hmm. away in the end. <laughs> and last night, so this guy that, that works pretty well known in the state house, and I were sitting there shooting the breeze, and he's he's in his mid thirties, and so he has two kids, mm-hmm. and <laughs> we were chuckling. I said, I have no idea what I did with all of my free time before I was married and certainly mm-hmm. before I had a kid. Yeah. Like, I, I know Friday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I know what I did with my free time. Yeah. It was sent, it was, I can tell you, within four or five you were doing broad some, ripple-based some businesses where all of my yeah. free time was spent. However, that still leaves Sunday, Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, and Wednesday. And Casey, for a big part of that, I was self-employed, which meant I stayed up till three and I went to got up at noon and mm-hmm. I ate spaghettios for breakfast. <laughs> like, what did I do with all of this time? Because now I have none of it, and it went somewhere. It mm-hmm. went into an e- an ether somewhere. I have no idea where did it you all. You spent all that time on your phone. I, I well, I, I did not. Fi- I and many who have listened to this. A lot of people time, do. Well, I did not have a smartphone until I was almost thirty years old. Okay, so you weren't sitting there no, scrolling. For I don't. Hours. I don't know. I don't know what, know what I did to answer his question. Uh, all I do is work, and so uh, if I am not at this job, I go to my other job, and uh, I am doing that to. Uh, I believe, and I, you know, we've talked about this before. I am a firm believer that. If the wife wants to work, great, support that. My wife has decided to, to continue working, but it is the man's job to provide for their family. You have made the choice to be married. You've made the choice to have a child, and it is your responsibility to provide for your family. And my wife and I have this rule. We've talked about it before. She is responsible for the expenses related to herself and the baby. Mm-hmm. Everything else falls on me. And as such, uh, you don't have any hobbies. But I like both of my jobs. Like I work yeah. at the two things that I would do right. for free, which is this, radio and golf. This is your hobby. Yeah. Okay. So we had a lot more phone calls that clearly we're not getting to. Um, <laughs> what do you want to do at eleven thirty? Oh yeah, we could do that. I feel like I'm, I feel like I because I went on this Mickey the Beeper King. <laughs> Rant, L- little tan. You know, I don't know. Was it was it a rant? It was a tangent. Well, it was something. All right. Who else is doing a segment on Mickey the Beeper King yeah. today? This is why people love us. That's why we get That's such right. high ratings. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's do that because we got some good phone calls that we should get to. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Uh, people called in, so we're going to acknowledge them, and we'll do that. We'll do more phone calls at eleven thirty. But up next, we've got Hammer. He's going to get on the scale. We'll see how his progress is going. It's Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Good morning, 1049. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer's in the studio. I have a question for you. Yes. I think I know what the answer is. Do you, do you have any like beer in your fridge? Have you met me? In your office? <laughs> yes, Casey. Feeling like On the I... day where we celebrate Beer Sample Friday, <laughs> yeah. brought to you by the fine people at Thompson yeah. Furniture and Mattress in Columbus, we do have beer in the fridge. you mind if I take a little peekaloo in there? Sure. Is everything all right? What's wrong? You, you're, that, you're that desperate at 11 in the morning? It's Friday. Why oh, not, right? very good. Okay. I We're didn't having... know if there was an underlying condition well, here. Well, no. Like... Rob's hot take earlier was, it sucks. 
So why not have uh, a drink? <laughs> am I, is that a fair condition of the country right now? It sucks. Yes, that is an 100% fair assessment. Yeah, I just was at a loss for words. and I was just stuck on it. Sucks. Yeah. And I thought if I'm stuck on it, sometimes you it. can overthink things, yeah. right? You'll overanalyze things. <laughs> sometimes you just got to simple it down. Yep. Take a look from a little bit further back. This sucks. Mm-hmm. All right. So for those who don't know, we have new listeners all the time. Uh, you earlier this year, in fact, it was uh, August first of August. You looked at yourself in the mirror and said, I'm literally the size of a baby elephant. Yes. You weighed 271 pounds, and you said, I've got to make some some lifestyle changes. Right. You do this pretty much, it seems like every year we get on this little three, four-month binge where you lose a bunch of weight. And then, to your credit, you are always willing and able to put it right back on. Yes, very much so. <laughs> now, this year... This time around, this trip around the sun, I think has been different because I think I've been doing it the right way. You know, last time, because I hate you so much and I don't want to have to put $5 in the pot if I gain weight to go to you. Yeah. I was doing everything in my can in my power to not gain weight, including starving myself, basically. That's not healthy. No, not healthy at all. Not healthy. Um or as my wife told me last night, if I don't eat, I can drink more wine and the calories will cancel each other out. I don't think that's how it works. You know what? She may be a brilliant, brilliant woman. I'm not sure how that works. But every Friday, I'm going to come in here and I put my foot on the scale here. Yep. And if I tie or lose weight, boom goes to dynamite, survive in advance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I gain weight, even if it's point one, uh. I have to put uh, $5 in a virtual pot for Rob so he can blow it at the Applebee's in Brownsburg. <laughs> uh, okay. And I, I, I was thinking about this before you came in. I think I have been here for every time, because every time you have hit your goal of 50 pounds, you have a perfect record of being able to complete this task. I mean, when you are so fat, it sounds impressive, but when you are as big as a baby elephant, Thank I mean, you, you, sh- you should be able to do that. But it's amazing. You do it every single time. I mean, you have a, you're like you're like the 76 Indiana Hoosiers of losing 50 pounds. When the motivation is knowing I've got to take my hard-earned money yeah. and give it to you, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that is enough to make me motivated. Okay, and so I think I have been in studio for every one of your conquests because the first time you did it, it was the night show and shockingly, Nigel was not at work when there was the Hammer and Nigel night show and I was there. Yes. And we've done this a couple times and again, I feel like this time around the sun though, I've picked up better habits. It's been calorie counting. It's been Mm -hmm. meal prepping. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, spacing things out, not eating after eight, a lot of water. I haven't been taking things away from myself. I'm still drinking moderation, still having pizza. We still do a shot or two or three during the show, but (laughs) you know, I count it all up and it's all been part of the plan here. All right. So you started at 271. You're currently at 243. 3.8. 3.8. Is that correct? Boom, boom, boom. All here right, so here we go. This would be uh, hammer waddling over there to this. He's not really a waddle anymore. It's more of a shuffle. I can actually, you know, kind of, kind of, he can see his toes. Yeah. You can tell. Yes. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Look at it. You know, look at that. 
remember, this is doing it the right way. Yeah. You know, I'm not having surgery to replace things that are going away, yeah. like some people in the studio. Mm-hmm. I am doing this the way that God <laughs> intended. You know, you can mock that hair transplant all you want, but as Bruce Springsteen once said, brother, I only run for the money, not no strings attached. Uh, 242.6, wow. down 1.2 from last week. You know what this reminds me of? It was like watching each week with your way in. It was like watching the Ryder Cup this year. Every time the U.S. would go out, you'd say, this has got to be the one where they win a match, especially yeah. early on. Okay, enough of this messing around stuff. This has got to be the one. And then they just kept losing. And with you, I think every week, this has <laughs> got to be the one you're where, where you're Fatty McFatterson bucks. over yeah. here has an undisciplined week and, and gains some weight. It kind of sucks that when you think of losing, you think of the U.S. Ryder Cup team, but you're right. You'd like to introduce him to say that he weighed as much as a baby elephant, yeah. and right? He, and, and again, all joking aside, the fact that you can do this every single year is indeed very, very, very impressive. Well, I'm you, hoping I don't have to do it moving forward, though. Did you hear oh, what, Hammer, what, what you they named drugs. the elephant? <laughs> they named the baby elephant at the zoo. Oh, at the did Indy they name zoo. it Hammer? They named it Jabar- Rosie. Jabari Hammer. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I expect this kind of crap from Rob. I expect a little bit more professionalism out of you. You know what? I don't have any beer in the you fridge. You look great. You look fantastic, you Hammer. Keep be, up the great being work. Being that mean to somebody <laughs> than going, may I have some of your alcohol? I just called you a fat baby elephant. Now shut up and hand me a beer, tubby. Hey, who's the great? We were talking about Mickey the Beeper King last segment, and we've kind of delved into this before. Mm -hmm. Who is the greatest commercial spokesman in Indiana history? Who is it? Is the Watson's girl? Watson's girl, I think, is number one, followed by Marvin Johnson with Vince Ganey. Is he above Don from Don's Guns? Oh, Don's Guns, man. Boy. Don Guns is pretty strong. That's what I'm saying. Pretty strong. Remember old Dave Needs the Money? Yeah, that's right. That's a strong one, too. Now, Bob Rorman wasn't local, even though he had a local dealership, but that Bob Rorman was pretty... Boy, Don from Don's Guns is... Can you? If he's not number one, he's one. Can you imagine the national final between the Watsons girl and Don's Don of Don's Guns? (laughs) I've known both of them. Maybe that's Monday. Maybe we'll set that up for the audience. Maybe. What's coming up this afternoon? Beer sample Friday. I've got beer in my fridge and Casey's not getting any of it. (laughs) Thanks, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 W. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.